Welcome back to the Lady Pod. Wait, oh God, we're leaving this in. Welcome back to the Lady Heather podcast, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. How do you like that intro? I think I'm thrown off because my little dog is screaming and crying in the other room. He's in his kennel, and anytime he sees me, he goes nuts. He does not act that way with Steven or with anybody else. Like he was perfectly fine just just a second ago and I had to walk in the kitchen and get my my little um my notes for this podcast and he saw me and now he's going crazy. But Snoopy and I we're reporting here from the bed where I love to do my podcast. She has her back to me but maybe she'll uh come up and hang out with us in a second. She's moving. She's moving. Snoopy Snoopy you heard her. She had to say hi. Um, I have so many random things to talk about, and they're they're going to be all over the place. There's going to be no connection. There's I I didn't even whenever I wrote these things out that I wanted to talk about, I didn't even group them in any order. So there I there will be no flow. There will be no. This is just going to be a stream of consciousness except with notes involved, like bullet points. Something I wasn't planning on talking about, planning on talking about, but I think um, I should tell you is if you follow my Instagram, which of course you do, because why else are you here? Um, A while back, a few months ago, like right before I went off Instagram, we got a, a puppy and we named her Jessie. She's a Maltipoo. She's the most beautiful dog I've ever seen. She's amazing. Well, Jessie got very sick and passed away. She died of pneumonia. And um, <clears throat> it was awful and sad. And we did everything we could to save her. But she was so little. I think she was like the runt of the litter and it didn't have much of a chance once, you know, the pneumonia came on. So, um, we ended up getting another dog from the same breeder. Please don't come at me for using a breeder. I don't want to talk about it with you. Um, but Stephen named it. We got a boy, which <laughs> I don't like boys. I'm sorry to all of you that have sons out there. I I love your your kids, but boys in all small bodies scare me a little. Um, but he's a total boy, multi poo. He's a disaster, and Stephen named him Rody. You know, like just something you pick up and grab and take in your car with you. Rody, get it. <clears throat> Sorry, that's so annoying. Um, and he's a mess. We sent him away to obedience camp because I don't know how to train. Well, I don't know how to train any size dog, but I especially don't know how to train a tiny, tiny dog. He right now, I don't think he's going to get much bigger. He's seven months, eight months old now. He's like five pounds, maybe. He was, he's tiny. So we sent him off and I will say for the money that we spent, he came back just as dumb. 
Um, I think it's just going to take time. He has a really small bladder and I totally get that, but he's just naughty. I need to get him fixed. I tell Steven every single evening, I'm calling the vet tomorrow. And then I forget until the evening comes and he's running around on the couch, like catapulting off of my forehead. And then I'm like, okay, tomorrow's the day I'm calling the vet. But Roman, our big dog, he's a uh, GSP German short-haired pointer. He and Rody get along so well. It is so cute. Um, I got this little. Uh, my friend told me about this vest that you can put on dogs, like a little harness, but it has a bar on the back that lays horizontally. So he looks like a cross. His body is the long part of the cross, and then the bar that's attached to the harness is you know, the T. And that way he can't get through the gate in our driveway because he was just slipping through the cracks and making me run out in my pajamas or half naked to grab him. So that's been good. So he can spend time outside. He enjoys swimming on the first step of our pool. Um, I'd say he enjoys long walks, but he hates a leash. He likes to poop in Stella's room and he prefers big dog food over puppy food. And that is Rody. Maybe I'll start since I'm I'm kind of back on Instagram. I guess you could say I'm just this Johnny Depp trial and me wanting to talk about it has just kind of brought me back in because I don't have many people in my real life that I can talk about it and I always enjoy one-sided conversations a lot. <laughs> so it works out for me um doing Instagram stories. What is that noise? I don't know. I apologize. Somebody's doing their yard. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm back on Instagram stories and maybe I'll start uh, showing Rody. I felt really uh, nervous to post a picture of a new dog when the other dog passed away. Just judgment and I don't know. It was one of the, it was one of the things that made me um, realized that I needed to get off of Instagram because I was so worried about having to explain myself and explain the story to everyone. Like you had this dog one day and now you have this dog and what happened? Uh, because, you know, with the kittens, they ended up going back to the foster family, blah, blah, blah. I was just scared of judgment, which was an eye opener for me about the way that Instagram was uh, affecting me being able to just be myself and worrying about how other people were going to perceive me. Um, so anyway, maybe I'll start showing some videos of Rody because he is a hot, hot, hot mess. But he and Rody get along really well. Snoopy and I are still the queens of the home and always will be. Um, yeah, I think Snoopy is now, not that you care at all, but I think she's I always say she's eight. We got her when she was eight and I have no idea how long we've had her. So she might be 10 and she's got, you know, she came with some weight on those hips. You cannot see her feet when she sits down because it's covered by her stomach, but I love her. She eats a low fat cat diet and doesn't eat that much, but she stays curvy and I'm perfectly okay with that. I think she looks great. I, it sounds like there are, there are, things happening in my backyard um but the yard people already came so I don't know what is going on um I apologize for the background noise and I apologize for this being all over the place but 
you, you know what you're getting into when you push play on these podcasts. Um, okay, so now we're going to start popcorning around with my random thoughts. Um, the other day, I guess, you know, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks, but um, the other day we had friends over to swim in our pool and their kids came and Stephen loves having people over to hang out at the pool he loves he loves hanging out at the pool in general music up um the kids jumping and screaming and splashing in the pool the fountains on in the pool like he loves all of this and I struggle so much because it is so much noise and I think I'm still as I should be very paranoid about something happening to Teddy because she's two and a half and she wears her little arm floaties. We have not done swim lessons or anything yet. We will, but I think there's so much stimulation with all of the noise, with the music, with the fountains, with the kids screaming, with them jumping in the water. I don't like to be splashed. Um, And then my fear of something happening to any kid because any kid could drown at any time. And our pool only goes to four and a half feet deep in the deepest area because we wanted it to really be a social pool and I wanted to be able to save a child and hold a kid I'm, I'm five foot three you know I wanted to be able to hold a kid over my head maybe maybe it's higher it's not five feet I don't think but I wanted to be able to hold a kid over my head if somebody was in trouble without you know having to swim and hold them up so it's I would say it's a relatively safe pool, as safe as a body of water can be, but I think that my sensory issues, it is so difficult for me to like relax around a pool. And same with the beach, it's it's all the same. And I hate that because I, I feel bad when we have people over because my energy is super uptight and I can't just chill out because I'm nervous about things and it's just so much noise it's so sensory overload um but with with summer here and I know that so many of you deal with the same anxiety and probably sensory things I know I can't be alone in not being able to relax now if it's just adults at the pool, I'm fine. Some, I mean, because adults are calm. I can handle the, the fountains on the pool. I can handle music. But once you throw in noisy children and screaming and splashing, I'm out. That throws me over the edge. And I do not like to be splashed in the pool. I, I get my hair wet. I generally, when I swim, if we're going somewhere or doing something, I don't wear any makeups and I have no hair. So it's not like I'm worried about that, but I just hate being splashed. I find it incredibly annoying. So that also, when kids are around, it makes me uptight. It's just not fun, but I know, I know that will, you know, I know, I know at least some of you can relate to that. I wish I was different. Steven is super, super laid back around the pool. Um, today, Steven's supposed to, well, no, he is going on a fishing trip tonight, um, with an engineer company. He and, he and his partner, um, use this engineering company for their, 
development projects and they take them on these fishing trips and it's just like an overnight thing but I told the girls that I would pick them up from school and then I would pick up Teddy from daycare and we could go swimming and then I would pick up dinner for them. Tori's requested McDonald's. I don't I don't know if it'll be McDonald's or Chick-fil-A but I'm not cooking anything Um, and then I told them that they could spend the night in my bed all three of them and we could watch Tori wants to watch the I use the word new loosely the new Tom and Jerry movie and with she's heard her friends talk about it at school and with what I can find the last movie that came out from Tom and Jerry is from 2021 um but you have to rent it everywhere we have every streaming platform you can imagine and still I'm gonna have to pay four dollars for it and I will pay four dollars for anything anything but for some reason when it comes to renting a movie paying $3.99 is so difficult for me but I will spend money like it's nothing I don't know what it is um, but I promised them we would do that tonight which I'm looking forward to, but also I'm really dragging today. Uh, last night, I instead of taking my normal sleeping stuff, um, I'm out of my full-spectrum CBD gummies by Vena, promo code Jeff, for 30% off. Obviously, it's not my code, um, but these, if you listen to past episodes, these just are the best. I got on the 30-day subscription, you know, automatic where it would send them. But because I take them and Steven takes them, there's a gap, okay? So in between taking that, I will take Benadryl. But because of the scare of taking that every day with dementia was mentioned by a doctor, like it's not good for you to take every day. So I like to mix it up. So then um, I did get a prescription for Ambien. So every now and then I'll take an Ambien. But I bought these other um, sleeping pills. I saw them like on an end cap at Walgreens or CVS, CVS. And um, they're in a glass blue jar and they look so nice. The packaging like everything is done so well, but they suck. They smell really bad. There's some herb in them that makes them stink, but I haven't taken them in a long time. And I forgot how I felt like how they worked for me. So I took those last night and Steven was up late working on a project. And so he came to bed like at 1140 and those pills suck. Uh, But I just tried to like allow myself to fall back asleep and it felt like you know maybe half an hour after Stephen came to bed Stella bursts through the door and I sleep with a pillow over my head so she lifts the pillow up and screams my name and I scream at the top of my lungs because it scared the shit out of me but she had a bad dream and I'm like okay uh are you okay? Everything's fine. What happened? And she didn't want to talk about it. And she dives in bed next to me in between Steven and I, and I'm so tired and I want her to be okay. So I just cuddle her into me and, um, I'm not going to ask her to go back to her bed, but this girl is a, 
she is a snuggle bug. She likes to talk. Um, I slept terribly. I felt like I didn't sleep at all. And when I was sleeping, I was having dreams that I was sick. I was having dreams that I had worms in my stomach, like intestinal worms. And so I woke up exhausted and not feeling good. Stella popped up like a ray of sunshine. And I'm a little bit nervous about how tonight's going to go, like how my sleep is going to be. I think I'm going to make Tori sleep on the outside, then Stella, then Teddy next to me, and then me on the other side. I think that's how I'm going to play this. But I'm preparing myself now mentally for another really shitty night's sleep. But I also, unless the... CBD gummies come in, which I highly doubt they magically will show up today. Um, I'll definitely be taking Benadryl and maybe even three. I might do it, y'all, just so I can be zonked out. But it'll be really cute. It will be a very cute girls' night. Steven has another two days next week where he's going to be gone. And I don't know. I always like to plan things and try to make it fun for them because we're all girls and it's just cute and fun and why not because I'm not really a fun mom that's not my it's not my shtick it's not my thing I'm a loving understanding um cozy mom but I'm not fun so I try to have fun when Steven the fun parent is gone I can't believe we're 17 minutes in and I have only talked about two things on my on my little list. Um, Teddy, oh my gosh, have we have we talked? Have I told you? Teddy is essentially fully potty trained during the day. She'll have an accident every now and then, but she communicates when she has to go to the bathroom and she goes. And it's excellent. Overnight, she's still wearing diapers, but she's doing amazing. Um, I found it very annoying at daycare when she would have to keep, I mean, she, she would have dirty clothes every day from having an accident. And I found it so annoying. Like, why don't you just keep a pull up on her? But they have potty trained her. Those teachers have potty trained her. And it's a different level, a different layer um, I don't know. She's getting older. It almost makes me a little bit emotional. Like I'm very, I'm happy that we're moving out of the baby phase and more into the toddler phase. Like she's so cute. Ooh, my, my vitamins are delivered. Um, put a pin in Teddy. We'll come back to that. I got, I ordered vitamins from Vita RX, I think is the brand and their personalized vitamins that like you do this quiz and it gives you the vitamins that you need and it all comes in little packs so every day you just tear off a pack and I take so many vitamins and supplements right now that I'm gonna try out having all of them in one little pack just to make it easy um we'll see if that makes remembering to take my vitamins or the act of opening up 10 different bottles of things and getting them together, see if it makes it a more pleasant experience. And I think I got 50% off the first month. So I think it was like 22 bucks. So it's only going to be 40, $45 every, a oh, hi Snoopy, every month, which I think is a, 
actually a really fair price again for all of the supplements that I'm taking. So anyways, I just got a notification that those were delivered and I'm excited. But Teddy's growing up and she continues to be the most stubborn in our household. And I would say that's even above me. And I love it. I love her personality. She's the most loving, sweet, um, affectionate other than, I mean, I'm pretty loving and affectionate, but this girl at two and a half will go to bed mad. She can have an argument with one of us and go to bed mad. None of my other, none of my, I mean, my other two, the other two could not do that. And we couldn't do that either. Like, but Teddy will go to bed mad and she'll wake up in the morning. And she'll be fine. I think there are some toddlers that you can let the sun go down while they're mad because they really do need that 12 hours to cool off. But I have to remind myself all the time. I I think I have a lot of friends who have kids that are a little bit older, like, you know, kindergarten or first grade being the youngest. And I still have a kid who's not done in diapers. And I compare my life and my level of anxiety and stress to theirs and I don't give I don't give the time of life the season of life that I'm in enough space and enough credit for this is where I'm at and it is hard and I think I'm going to look back and realize that I could still be dealing with my hormones being messed up from postpartum and plus the pandemic and everything else. But if you're a mom with a kid, a baby or a toddler, give yourself some, some slack and you cannot compare yourself to your friends that have older kids because it's completely different. I'm in awe of, especially one particular friend of mine, I'm just in awe of who she is becoming and like watching her develop as her kids are getting older. And I feel like I'm, I don't know, I'm in this land of nothingness, nothingness right now, like this land of in between. Um, And I feel like I should be more, I should be doing more. I think coming off of working so hard and building something so big for the last 10 years and now not having that, I feel insignificant or lazy, which I know I'm not, but I'm also healing my body and my mind from a really dark, difficult place. And I can't, you know, I think the last episode I talked about wanting something like wanting to be able to put myself into something. And I did have, I will email you back. I had one amazing woman email me and she's a boutique owner and is looking for you know I think she she used the word she would love to have me in her corner like as a mentor and I want that but I can't I don't have anything in me to give yet and I go back and forth with feeling like something is wrong with me or like I'm never going to have any 
thing available to give outside of myself and outside of our family. And that scares me because I feel like that's not who God has made me to be. I am meant to, I won't say change the world, but I am meant to affect people. That is what I feel like I'm called to do. And it sucks feeling like I can't do that right now. Like I don't have it in me. And it's just the season that I'm in. And this is not who I will be forever. And I hope to listen back to this months or years from now and just have sympathy and empathy for the woman that I am right now. Um, I'm not there. I don't, I want, I want to be able to give more of myself outside of my family and outside of healing myself, but I just, I don't have it. And I need to be okay with that and not beat myself up for it or, ex, you know, feel shame or fear that this is it, that the best is behind me. So, you know, when I said I want a job, guess what? guess what? I'm not showing up. I'm not clocking in because I can't. <laughs> I'm, I only have enough in me right now today to clock in for my family and for my mental and physical health. Oh God, Snoopy, I scared her. I just grabbed my piece of paper. I'm sorry. Um, I'm talking about nothing on my list, but this truly is just me um, uh, talking. I missed you. Um, Speaking of my physical health, y'all, y'all, I have lost 14 pounds. And, you know, I think I talked about it last time, but I've completely turned my life upside down and am treating my health like it is in my hands, truly treating my health like it's in my hands. And I'm not, it's not for vanity reasons. It's not for the way I look. It is a definite benefit, but I'm feeling so much better. Um, but I've lost 14 pounds. I finally jumped on the scale and um, I'm, I'm counting 14 pounds. Thank goodness in my, um, my fitness pal because I have dieted back and forth forever, but especially when I was at my heaviest, which was 173.5. And then I have hung out in the high 160s for a long time. But, you know, we started working out with our trainer and um, over spring break, I'm trying to think right after spring break, my weight was still in the high 160s. Um, and then I continued to work out with him, but I really have noticed the biggest difference once I started doing hot works. Um, I talked about it. If, if you don't know, look up hot works. If you have one near you, do it. It is my thing. It is for me and it is changing my life. That along with eating to treat my body well, eating to heal my body, I will say. I'm not eating perfectly. I'm not necessarily depriving myself of things. I'm not counting macros. I'm not counting carbs. I'm not, I'm avoiding gluten. I'm avoiding dairy, not perfectly, but those are the things that day to day I'm staying away from. 
I sugar was never a main problem for me, but I don't eat a lot of sugar. Um, and just trying to eat things that are going to help heal my gut as well. But 14 pounds. 14 pounds. And the the <laughs> I'm finally I was at 159.6, which is still high for where my body sits. And <laughs> I'm in a women's Bible study and we were in a picture that was taken yesterday and I by no means like I don't look at myself as fat I'm not fat I know I'm not fat but I'm not overall where I normally it's not where I'm not healthy I'm getting healthy again but I look at that picture and I'm the biggest one of the group. Clearly, I am the largest one. Um, and that makes me feel bad. And I hate feeling that way. Like, And it makes me compare myself to the other girls. And I can't. And, you know, Stephen is telling me he's so proud of my progress and I'm proud of my own progress too. And I just get, sorry, I'm texting Stephen back. He's working on a layout for our outdoor patio in Wimberley. That's another something exciting we'll talk about later. But I hate that I'm comparing myself, um, especially like in pictures and things like that. But I'm able to have a more objective view on things and I'm proud of the movement that I've made not towards losing weight but towards my health and being in the 150s like I it's been so difficult to move the scale in any direction Uh, I mean no I can move it up I can move it up in no time but it's been so difficult to move the scale down even a little bit and to keep it down and I just feel like I am on the right path and it may take another year to get where my body is going to sit and be in a consistent, healthy state. And I'm willing to wait and I'm willing to work for it. But I feel good. And um, to think I'm thinking another 19 pounds, is that, that's, a, that's still a lot. I never thought I would be this far from health. Um, and so, yeah, but 14 pounds down and I'm feeling really good and really happy. And I am thoroughly obsessed with hot works. I've stopped working out with our trainer. Now he comes and he just trains Steven and Steven is doing so good. He looks so good. He is eating mostly whole foods like he's doing amazing and taking much better care of himself and he looks amazing and the trainer kicks his ass in a different way than when he's working out both of us he's like kicking steven's ass and for him only working out two days a week he looks my god he looks amazing he's doing amazing so we're both doing good and feeling healthy and uh yeah, I'm just, I'm really proud. I have some pictures that I've pinned on my Pinterest, like some before pictures and comparing them to where I'm at now, it just looks like the puffiness and swelling in my body has gone down like 
(sighs) everything looks so much healthier and I'm feeling really, really great. Oh my gosh, speaking of health, I just remembered I promised the girls that I would get them crumble cookies. I just had it for the first time yesterday. I had a few pieces. I had a couple pieces of the white chocolate macadamia and um, a piece of the chocolate chip. The white chocolate macadamia is where it's at. But for a girls' night, I promised I would get that. So I need to uh, work that into my schedule. And I've not worked out today either. And I don't know that I will. My body is just telling me that with no sleep or horrible sleep last night, I needed to rest this morning, which I did. And I don't think I'm going to be working out. Maybe if I do, I'll lift here at home. But I don't know. And the pool guys were supposed to come early today. Or Steven asked if they could. But I don't even think they're here yet. And so I don't know if we're going to be able to swim because once they treat the pool, we need to wait three hours. Maybe we'll go to our country club and swim there. I I don't know. We'll figure something out. Okay, what else is on my list? Um, Okay, here's a light. Well, this, okay, this ties in, this ties in. So Kim Kardashian and the Met Gala controversy of losing 16 pounds in three weeks. Okay. Now I know that a lot of people were triggered by that, but surprisingly, I was not at all, not at all. Um, she wanted to get into the Marilyn Monroe, happy birthday, Mr. President dress. And in order to do that, and I mean, you can't have a piece of art altered. So she you know, she dieted, she did extreme things to lose the weight and get into the dress. And I don't think now I'm in a healthy place. Um, so I can say that it's, it didn't bother me. I didn't feel triggered. Um, I looked at it as art, like what she was doing was for the purpose of art. Does that make sense? I don't feel like she felt like she had to lose that weight. I think it was she uses her body as art and that was part of it. And I hate that it was triggering for people. I totally understand and empathize with that, but I... I don't, I didn't see it that way. Sorry, I'm having to text Stephen again. I didn't, I usually tell him before I do a podcast so that I don't feel like I need to text him, but he's sending me pictures of the floor finish and different couch layouts because he's trying to order couches and I need to be responsive. But yeah, so I was not offended or affected by that at all. What I was offended by was her hair. Why the hell did she do that? And it's for, it's for art. I get it. But I just think it was a really, really bad decision to destroy her hair. And the finished product was not good. The color was streaky. It was yellow in a lot of places. And I will say, I don't think she looks great with a bleach out. She looks fine. I mean, she's gorgeous. There's nothing I think that could make her unattractive, but I definitely like her with dark hair. And 
I just think of what she had to go through to get her hair for that one night and to have it not even look that great. Ugh, no. She does wigs so well. I don't fully understand why it had to be her real hair. I hated that. Um, I wish that I would have watched the Met Gala. I've never watched award shows like that. Um, I wish I would have watched it live, like the red carpet, because I do find the art of it all so fascinating and exciting and I love it and I love how unconventional gender dressing is compared to how it used to be I I love it I think it's cool I think it's artistic I love it I love it love it love it um I was listening or watching something reading something oh I was reading one of the posts some, I think it was from House and Habit on Instagram. Maybe not. No idea where I'm getting this from. But about the work that goes into the Met Gala and the, the experience, the thought. Oh, it was from House and Habit because this ties into the Johnny Depp trial because Amber Heard was saying, was claiming that for the Met Gala, Johnny didn't show up. She didn't sit by him. But I guess there was proof that, you know, um, couples, married couples or couples are not seated together anyway. Um, but just about that everything, Anna Wintour has everything so meticulously planned for the experience and for everything to be just right. I'm dying to read more about the process of that and her thought process behind it. It's fascinating to me and my something I'm so passionate about is experience and to go inside a creative person's mind as to how they have created and built something like that such a huge event I would love I'm sure there's books on it but I'm so fascinated by that and I want to watch the Met Gala next year or I don't know I need to be it's like sports I don't do sports I don't do award shows but I am really fascinated by them and I want to start watching them live just like you know any good uh sports consumer wants to watch the game live so maybe I'll do some research and find out what the next one is and watch that um I have been drowning in the Johnny Depp trial. I, um, I, it's going all the time in the background and everything that I'm doing. I've gotten to when I'm working out, when I'm doing the hot works workouts, I have the trial going in my earbuds and I'm listening to it as I work out. And it, I, it's so good and so fascinating. Um, it was especially, fascinating with Amber on the stand. I don't like her at all. And it, it really does. I still feel so torn in not believing a victim. And I think that's what's so dangerous about what she's doing. And if she is not being honest or exaggerating details, which I really think she is. It's so dangerous, especially 
you know, when so there are so many women and who have been victimized and it's just gross. And what do I know? I know absolutely nothing. But my opinion is that she's a big fat liar. She's a liar. And she's a bad, bad liar. Such a bad liar. But it is so fascinating. But everybody kept DMing me because I keep doing stories about this. Um, Everybody kept DMing me that I needed to follow House in Habit. Now, she has this same, I forget her first name. I forget her last name. But she has another Instagram page called House Inhabited. And that is not House Inhabit. It's the same woman, Jessica Cross, Jennifer Cross, something like that. But it is, it is the same woman, but one is the journalist page, which is House Inhabit. And you know, we know I'm late to everything. So you probably already know all about this, but she is a boots on the ground. Um, she's so well-spoken. Um, and the way that she covers everything, everything is saved in her story highlights. So you can go back and watch from the beginning and it's, it's, you do not need to watch the trial. You do not need for it to consume your life the way that I've allowed it to consume mine. You can just go watch her highlighted stories that are saved, but those are really, 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 really long too. So you're still going to have to commit some time to it. Or you could just wait for the Netflix mini series or the Hulu mini series that will eventually follow this. But it's fascinating to follow a, a, something historical happening in real time and I'm just I'm loving it but now I am following daily house and habit you know her coverage of everything too even even if I watched you know or listened all day long I still go back and I want to hear her coverage and she has other deep dives that she's done um uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she did um, a deep dive on that, I guess, when that trial was going on. And whew, sorry, I've gone through and I've listened to that as well. It's like reading a book, a really, really, really well-written book when you go and, and watch and listen to or read um, those saved story highlights. But if if you're curious, if you're listening to this, you've got to be drawn towards Um, people and your curiosity towards people and she just she does it so well but I I'm just fascinated today is kind of boring too they are doing a lot of depositions like showing past interviews of people and they're just kind of there's nothing it's not that it's not that juicy I feel like I missed a chunk of Amber Heard's sister on the stand or being de- uh, deposed. Is that the right? Is that the right word? Um, but maybe that's coming later today, or maybe I need to go back and watch that. But I do, that's, she's obviously somebody very, very interesting. Um, Io, her friend, his deposition was very, very interesting. He's a very interesting guy. Um, when I kept hearing the word Io, I had, there was a boy in elementary school that I was in classes with and his name was Ayo. I think his mom may have been from somewhere in Africa. She, they weren't from here originally, but his name was A-Y-O, Ayo. So when I think of Ayo, I don't think of what this 
guy. I don't know if he's gender. I don't know how he identifies. Um, but it's definitely not what I pictured in my mind. And his name is I-O. I period O period. And he was interesting to watch. Ooh, who was it? Oh, um, Amber's best friend or ex-best friend. See, there, there are parts that I'm missing because Io is an ex-friend and so is Rocky. Raquel, whatever her last name is, she goes by Rocky. They're apparently ex-friends as well, but her acting, her, the way that she is delivering her emotions is so similar to Amber, the tearless crying and the way that they pause and hold their breath and um, answer questions is so similar. It's almost disturbing. It's so fascinating. I have never been so on time to anything that's happening in real time and so fascinated by it. I'm just obsessed with it. And this is what has brought me back to Instagram stories. I don't know why um, I'm commenting there, um, but I've had a few people say that seeing my face on Instagram stories completely makes their day. And I know that sounds silly and it might sound silly to you, but I have people... I feel the exact same way with, especially if they've been gone for a while, literally seeing their face and hearing their voice makes me so happy. It makes me feel comforted. It makes me feel warm. So the fact that I can, that my mug can be that for somebody else and my voice can be that for somebody else is the highest compliment you can give me. Um, my, my, old coach, my old fitness coach, his name is Mike Ficanti. He and Jordan Syatt just are, are, they wrote a book and it's um, in pre-release right now. And Mike Ficanti came back on Instagram to, he's been away from social media for a long time. And um, I just happened to be posting yesterday and he posted about the pre-ordering of his book. And whenever I clicked on his story and I saw his face talking to his phone, it made my heart so happy. It felt like I missed seeing him so much and I'm so happy for him and proud of him and Jordan. And um, yeah, I, I fully understand that feeling and the fact that I bring that warmth to strangers you, my friend, it makes me feel really, really, really good. And it, it makes any fear that I have coming back or, you know, being posting less, um, less on the surface for me. So thank you. And thank you for listening to this. Thank you guys for letting me sit with you as you do dishes, as you're driving to work, as you're on your walks. Uh, this, means the world to me. It has always meant the world to me. Um, This is what I love to do. I hope that whatever my future holds, I hope that this is a part of it. And I don't know, I don't even know what this means because I'm so microscopic on my point of view of the world and 
I don't know, but this feels so important to me and this makes me so happy. This energizes me in a way that I don't think you can understand. Like I I love this. And sometimes I feel like I don't have my thoughts in order enough to sit down and talk, but what I try to do is have um, a bullet point list going in notes in my phone of things that I want to talk to you about and I just keep adding to it. And the last two weeks, it's been all over the place and we we have another podcast that either needs I either need to make it later today or tomorrow just to kind of finish talking. Yeah, I have so much to tell you. I have so much to tell you. So I'm going to start to kind of wrap this up. Um, maybe I will go work out. Okay, um, but I need to start to kind of wrap this up. But I want to talk to you about some of the things that I have been um listening to and consuming. Although I will say that with this trial going on, I don't really listen to my podcasts. They're stacking up, which is so strange. But I do, I bet that this has had an effect on podcast listens as a whole. I bet everything is down a little because of this. Because I only have so much listening time in the day and it is full of this trial. So this trial will eventually be over and um, I'll just have a ton of podcasts to catch up on. I'm still listening to a few of my favorites, um, but things are stacking up, which I think is interesting. So if you are giving me a space in your life right now, especially when something way more interesting like that is going on, that means the world to me. Okay, but the things that I have been consuming, they're all over my little piece of paper. I feel dizzy. I think I need water. Um, On HBO, there is a movie or a mini series called The Staircase. Now, I believe it's on HBO as well, or it might be another streaming platform, but it is the documentary about The Staircase. It is a a mystery a woman a wife a second wife of a husband ends up falling down um, a back staircase of their home and the husband is accused of murder because of the crime scene looks insane and there was a documentary made as the investigation was going on and as he was in trial and it is fascinating so 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 good if I were going to recommend you watch one of the two of these it would be the documentary if you if I had to choose but I love you know if you're gonna do this I would watch the documentary first and then watch this mini series we're we have not finished it yet Stephen and I I don't even know if it's done I'm I'm such I will start so many things and then I get distracted by other things and get pulled into them uh, which is just my personality, but it the the mini series is really good. Um, I know a lot of it is based on the true story, but a lot of it is done too. I think just to make this, but it's kind of like more of the inside of the life of um, this family, and then it's showing it's depicting the how the documentary was even started and it's just really good. I still struggle with knowing what I believe in that case, whether 
the, whether it was an accident or a murder, because it sure as hell looks like a murder. And, you know, but the documentary kind of makes you go back and forth. It's like that other documentary, Making a Murderer. It's the same thing. Like you're whipped back and forth on what you believe the truth is. Those are my favorite kinds. Those are my favorite kinds. And this has nothing to do with anything other um, than human curiosity and, and um, labels that we put on people. And um, with the, this is such a deep dive or a, a niche um, analogy, but um, in the Johnny Depp trial, Io, who is Amber Heard's, one of her ex-best friends, um, I guess wrote an article and, or did a, a spread in a magazine or something about sexuality and um, talked about Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose. I guess she had, had, was talking about her sexuality and how she doesn't put a label on it. And the way that Io framed the story made the world think that she was coming out as gay or bisexual. And they, people are speculating that that was what hurt Johnny and Io's friendship was um, the, the way that this was kind of misrepresented. And Lily Rose ended up responding and saying, that's, you know, I know everybody thought I was coming out and I was not coming out. Um, and in fact, that's why I was speaking on this at all, because, you know, if people can, you know, you can say, I like peanut butter. For the past 5,000 years, I, peanut butter is my favorite food. And then one day you could decide you want a hamburger. And now that's your favorite food. It doesn't mean that you don't like peanut butter anymore. And it doesn't mean that you need to be labeled as a hamburger eater versus a peanut butter eater. It just means that there doesn't need to be a label on things. And I am a Jesus lover. I am a Jesus believer. But I also do not feel that homosexuality is a sin do not feel that way and I do not feel that it is a choice and I I uh, this well, this has gone sideways and I have six minutes left to wrap this up so I well maybe this is good leave you on a cliffhanger um, but it just made me think about the labels that we put on people and that I think at the core of people of most people there's no malice or malintent in putting a label on someone. There's not bad intentions behind it. It is people trying to understand people. And I think there are certain people who think in a gray area and who are open and don't need a, a label in order to understand something. And then I think there are people who are more black and white thinkers. And even if they're not being judgmental at all, putting a label on something helps people to understand in their way other people. And I can understand that even though, well, I mean, I guess I put labels on people too. Everybody does. But I understand that we do that as 
humans in order to try to understand something. We use the, the knowledge that we have in order to understand other people. And a lot of times that puts people in boxes that don't necessarily, um, there, is no, there is no black and white with anything. There absolutely isn't. And it's dangerous to label people or things as one thing because that's never fully the truth. Nobody is ever fully any one thing. Or I don't feel nobody is ever solidly any one thing. I think everything moves. I think people's uh, feelings and opinions and people evolve, feelings evolve. Um, Why the hell are we talking about this? How did we get here? Wow, Heather. Oh, the staircase. Good Lord. Okay, we really do have to wrap it up. I'm going to need you to stop interrupting me. So HBO, the staircase, um, the miniseries, you need to watch that. My absolute, the one that I am most in love with right now is um, the show Candy. It's another miniseries, Candy. It's on Hulu. It is so good. It's got Jessica Biel, who I think is actually an amazing actress. She is doing so well in this role. It's kind of about, it's, it's a true story of a woman who um, in the 1980s, early 80s, snaps and murders one of her friends and there's infidelity involved and I I feel like a lot of movies and things I've heard about these cases before this I had no previous knowledge on I hadn't heard any podcasts about it or read anything about this case so it's been fun watching it unfold but that is my number one I'm most obsessed with that right now Okay, as far as podcasts, um, I started listening to Fool Me Twice, season two. It's about um, somebody who scammed a small jeweler for millions and millions and millions of dollars for two diamonds. And the story, um, kind of the history behind the diamond industry And they go down these very related tangents. It's all very connected, but it's really interesting the way they hop in and out of the actual story. I really, I like it. It's an easy listen, but it's very interesting. Um, Another kind of quicker listen series is called Betrayal. It's about a husband, a woman who married a man and then realized he was a monster and not who she thought he was at all. Um, but it, it moves pretty quickly. The episodes are pretty short. I wish it would have been... I, it is, it's excellent. It's definitely interesting and worth listening to. But the storytelling and the way that it's put together is not as interesting, I think, as it could be. And... I have no room to talk because look at what I'm doing here. But I would, I think it's definitely great. Um, I think that's it. We have 45 seconds to end this. I love you so freaking much. Thank you from the bottom of my soggy little heart for listening to this. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, either probably tomorrow, I'll do a follow up podcast with all of the other things. Um, that I meant to talk to you about that we just didn't because, you know, we just went with the flow here. Please, 
I do not deserve a rating from you. I have not earned it yet, but I'm asking, please leave me a review. Leave me a rating. We don't know where this will, you know, end up one day. I got to go. I love you. Bye.